You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Bites, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Welcome to the 148th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. Hey, this is Matt in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And this is Spencer in Boston. Guys, who rode Where's a Boston? bike? Who rode a bike this weekend? Because it wasn't me. Nope, worked on a bike. Purchased things for a bike. That's Didn't pretty ride good. It. That's pretty good. I, yeah. I rode both days. Whoa. Whoa. Super rookie Tim. Tim... When you rode, was any gravel beneath your tires? Was it, as they say, crushed? Well, I didn't crush gravel. Today I rode clay roads out in Claremont, Florida. There were some pretty good hills. That was pretty awesome. There's a little like 10. That's a tongue twister. Clay roads, clay, Claremont, clay in Claremont, Florida. Clay in Claremont, Florida. There's a little 10 mile loop of clay. That's pretty awesome. But you got to race it before they pave it kind of thing, you know? Are they going to pave it? Is this, is this like. Well, I mean, that's the rumor. So like that a, makes uh, you guys go crush it more? Yeah, you know, you gotta, you know, the, the demand for clay roads is pretty high. So people are driving their cars there, and a lot of people driving their cars, the county's like, man, we better pave it. <laughs> so it's. <laughs> okay, a, so. so there's it's, a lot it's, of runners out there, too. So what you're saying is they need to be helicoptered in. There's that. And I also learned something else. Do you know that it's highly unpopular if you were to get off your bike and walk into an orange grove and just pick an orange off the tree and start eating it yeah i know that that is tim did somebody shoot you no but i because <laughs> i didn't even try doing it because i said oh. hey man should i go grab an orange they look pretty tasty and my buddy's like dude you do not do that because this yeah. is this if, is like that's a big thing huh. if so so the orchard I work at, it's not by the road. But if somebody just casually rode by and got off and just walked up and decided to help themselves to an apple, I would chase them down and steal their bike from them. If they came over and they, <laughs> and they said very nicely, hey, man, can I just get one apple? I don't have any money with me or something. I'd say, oh, yeah, for sure. No problem. But if they just were like, oh, they've got a lot of apples. I'm sure it's fine if I take one. I would be so pissed. What if it was Did on you- the ground already? I. This was my I second question you, on the road one. Today. One, I don't want you in there, and two, neither do the people that have 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 orange trees. <laughs> they don't want you in there. But yeah, on the ground, it's probably not going to get eaten. So that that's really fine in the grand scheme of things. But ask, be like, hey, can I grab one off the ground? But what you know, if it's like a six hundred acre or? Yeah, you treat or it I know what you're saying. You treat Tim, it, I totally know what you're saying. You treat it yeah. like uh, like you came upon someone on the bike path, right? You don't just start drafting. You gotta you gotta ask, even though it's probably it's, fine. It's probably fine, and it probably doesn't really matter. But you know, you gotta remember, the people are trying to make a living. Oh no, I totally agree. I have not gone into the orange right, trees right. and pulled, but they look so tasty there on the side oh, of the road when you're crushing I'm gravel sure and you look do. over and you just see. Some non-greened oranges. It's yeah. pretty nice. 
No, I'm sure. And I mean, time is running out for you to have and a fresh orange off a tree in Florida before they're all, they all got the greening or whatever it is. So, yeah. So I was crushing gravel on Sunday and then on Saturday doing a big bike ride, the long, the big ride. So I got like, you know, 60 people, 70 people, Lake Mont Long. And, uh, there was a uh, recumbent coming the other way, but I didn't see it was recumbent. And I was in the pack and I put my hand out to wave. And then I was like, oh, are we supposed to wave at recumbents? Oh, man, come on. Have you learned nothing on this show? Yeah. Spencer, lay down the law on this guy. But he wasn't wearing any spandex either. He was just kind of hanging out. Whoa. But then I started thinking, like, working in the bike industry, like, you know, recumbent riders are the greatest thing to the bike industry because they buy, like, three chains and one purchase. Yeah, and they don't have any hookup. You know they don't have a hookup, so they're buying everything <laughs> at retail. That's true. They're not like they don't have a yeah. recumbent team deal. Yeah. So I waved. That was pretty cool. Um, and then the riding got really hard, like really hard. And I was kind of suffering. I was punching tickets in the back, right? Like I normally do saying like, uh, see you later, buddy. And next thing I know, I'm kind of struggling. And the guy in front of me is got a full arrow helmet on and some really deep dish carbon wheels. So in my normal fashion, I roll up next to him and I say, man, just think if you didn't have an arrow helmet (laughs) and he kind of looks at me and he's like, well, I guess I deserve that. And then I'm riding, right? And then a little while later, as we're rolling down the road, he comes up next to me and he goes, are you Tim Hayes? And I said, yes. And he's like, do you have a podcast? And I was like, oh, hey. Uh, and he's like, hey, my name's Will. And he lives here in Orlando and he listens to the podcast. And um, so he knew it was me because I was riding a Moots. Ah. I was 35 plus. And I gave him a really nice snarky comment while I was sitting on the back of the ride. And then I wanted to talk to him about it a little bit, because, and I didn't have a chance because we were both kind of suffering and we were getting out of breath, that um, he – so there's been two big new kit day reveals here in Orlando recently. Okay. There was one about four weeks ago, and then there was one two weeks ago. And he was wearing the kit from four weeks ago. So already it's out of fashion in that (laughs) new kit day. Like I was saying, it's all downhill from new kit day because he was the only one on his team with new kit kit day. Whereas there was a bunch of his teammates wearing the older version of his kit. So like Mm. they didn't coordinate. Right. And so now it just looks like a jumbled mess. And unless you're someone that's in the know, you don't know what the new kit is and what the new kit isn't. Well, but see, I can understand that because you still got maybe you haven't been riding that much so you still got the the new kit like it's got that new kit smell you want to put it on you still want to test drive it but the other guys who maybe been riding more are like well it's training ride i don't want to use new kit i don't want to waste all my new kit on training rides i gotta wait for race day right well race day is pretty much this ride though like Mm. (laughs) this is well then i don't know (laughs) no one races anymore (laughs) that's true Uh... how's your usa cycling license going guys Oh my God! Have you uh, been? Have you been to the USA Cycling website and tried to try to uh, renew your license yet, Tim? No, I was gonna hopefully do it in person with well, Derek Bouchard Hall again, I like I did say, last year. It's gonna be much easier for you to fly out to Colorado Springs and make an appointment to meet with Derek Bouchard Hall to get him to sell you a license in person again because that site is terrible, and I know that they're working really hard on trying to make it easier. And I hope they're listening because it needs more work. 
Is it like um, an AOL instead? Like you got to type in a keyword? No, it just it. There's the the list is too long. People that have tried to do it already, they understand the pain and they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But um, so have you tried to do it? It's a mess. I was looking at it yesterday, as a matter of fact, and uh, it it doesn't reflect like it takes you to a new site. There's a new beta site, so when you click renew, you go from USA Cycling to some new beta website and it the information doesn't quite transfer over like your upgrades downgrades stuff like that information isn't the same you got to log in like three more times it's there's a lot of uh is this how you're going to become a category like one like be like oh i'm a category one and then like choose your own category we've had a real influx of category one racers here in the in the new england area yeah yeah no i don't want to be a category one here that i mean yeah, no, it's bad enough as it is. Well, I do, I do want to point out though, Spencer, it's a, it's a great first step that you're making to actually investigate what it takes to pull out a license. Yeah. Um, because I haven't even thought about doing it yet, and little guy, it's not cross season, so you're probably not going to do it till like September anyway. So yeah, this I is, don't really uh, know. It'll be a while. I'll do it eventually. So I'll just wait for that site to get all uh, ironed out. I'll just wait for Spencer to give me the okay. Yeah. Um, and I'll do that. I hope by the time I, I do it. You, maybe they can come up with a way to, rather than having that arbitrary ranking, uh, they could actually just have upgrade points listed rather than it being like a, I don't know. It's just the most confusing thing in the world to figure out how many upgrade points you have. Maybe um, they could do that for me rather than give me a ranking that doesn't mean anything. Well, I like to think that we're all going to get a license again sometime. But um, Yeah, yeah, totally. I got a race in September on my calendar. Penciled in. There you go. Start uh, as an A-level race. Hey, uh, Brandon Masterman on Twitter at B- BP Musicologist hits us up and he says, Hey, last time I encountered someone so pro-campy and anti-disc, I was at the dentist. Does little guy have a secret <laughs> tooth job? Um, I did go to the dentist last week, week before. Uh, for the first time in a really long time. So th- that was definitely tweet of the week, by yeah. the way. So yeah, Brandon, thanks for that quality material. So little guy, you're That's not nice. a dentist. You're not like a. Um, you'd actually I'm, be a pretty good dentist. I could see him doing like back alley root canal kind of stuff. You know. I am I think, not a dentist, um, but I'll pull your tooth out for you. Yeah, yeah I think so he you, would have a pretty so. cool like. Uh, Spencer, I think he could actually be a dentist. I think little guy would have the ultimate, um, like, kind of surgery room. You know how they got the cool posters up on the ceiling? So when you're leaning back, you're, like, looking up. And for little guy, it would be, like, you know. Oh, it'd be Fignon. Fignon. Or it'd be, like, who was the mountain mountain bike guy that used the drop bars all the time back in the day? Tomac? Yeah, Yeah, Tomac. John Tomac. Yeah. Yeah. Bunch Uh, of clients. That would be... That would be pretty sweet. Well, see, Instead of, yeah, you could put all those on the ceiling of the van again that you drove around town as a mobile dentist. <laughs> and all and your then, tooth extractions would just be tie a string to the tooth, tie a string to the sliding door of the van, and then slam the door. See, Done. I'm glad you said that because I thought you were going to say something like tie it to the bumper and then gun it, but you wouldn't, no. have, enough, you wouldn't have enough torque to do you that. Get a, <laughs> and you got to get the payment up first on that because you're going to take off down the street. Yep, that's true. This could be good. Hey, oh, is that is? That, oh, do you need a new ball joint? No, sorry, that's just the drill. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> could be good. So there was some actual racing this week, and there were some highlights. Lots of people hit us up, and guys, we could go in a 
order of importance of the race, or we could go in uh, chronological order. But the high, so let's just let's just knock well, out. We um, could go. We could actually go in order of drama. Uh, drama. And actually, actually, I don't know which order they'd go in. I don't know either. Let's, let's hit go... the classics first. Let's hit the classics. No, E3 no, no, no. Let's go to Spain and... first. Okay, let's go to Spain. All right. All right. I'm going right. to. We're in Spain. It's just beautiful. hanging out. It is. Yeah. It's warm. Wow. Yeah. Let's wow. watch like the longest time trial ever. Cool. Team time <laughs> trial. Wow. I really enjoy oh, team time trial. This is great. This is super exciting. Oh, we oh. know one guy was watching it, and his name was TJ Van Garderen. <laughs> and all he was doing was watching the team time trial. And I have to admit, TJ, I was giving you a second, third, maybe some would say fifteenth chance to uh, <laughs> really just become one with you. And this one was uh, a step too far. Your Did you watch tattletale, it? Tattletale, take my b- ball home, complaining that he did on the Movistar team for gentle little pushes back okay. into the, the group. <laughs> little, wait, wait, wait. little like, hey. Go ahead. As a communication method that was clearly stated by the team director. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here, here's the thing, Tim. You're biased. You love Movistar more than anyone in the world. I'm biased because I don't really like TJ, and I didn't actually watch what happened. Yeah. I just know the drama. Spencer, did you watch the footage, the the film? Can you tell well, me, mm-hmm. was Rojas cheating and pushing, or is is TJ right? Are we man enough to admit when TJ is right, even though he is a a little whiny, you know? Well, I'm going to say I saw the footage floating around after the fact. There's no way that I watched a a team time trial. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not insulting your character. This isn't, this isn't an attack on your, your moral standing. I just want to know, did you go back and look at it? I'm not. I just need to get that Come on, no, you know. On the record. You know, I I wouldn't go there. You know, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make it sound like that. I don't. Please, everybody, don't think Spencer watched this live. Apology accepted. Um, so I did I did see the footage in question. I don't know if I even saw all of it. I don't know how many total little pushes there were. The, there's supposedly there was three. I've three. only seen footage okay, of one. Okay, three. And this time trial was how many Ks long? 40-some K. Okay. All right. God, TJ is a bored man. I think <laughs> my ruling on the ones that I saw were that these – pushes are completely inconsequential okay all right so we can tj now that said said, i do not know if they're against the rules but they are completely inconsequential they did not gain any seconds by doing that i think that's my yeah they're they're against the rules in that you're touching but it didn't seem that he was like a madison throw to get these guys through it just seemed like he was kind of tapping to say like hey i'm I'm the ninth guy, or I'm the seventh right. guy here. I'm the sprint. Like, what's it matter? You go ahead. Like, I'm right. the last guy back. Right. And he said he had some yeah. bike problem or something. That that's why he was sitting at the back too. Like he couldn't shift, mm. or I don't remember what his reasoning was. Well, I don't believe anything a cyclist says as to why they're doing <laughs> yeah, that's something. That's true. His rear brake was sticky. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I will say that the I'm with Spencer. They didn't seem like that. They were like all of a sudden putting Alejandro Valverde back into the group like, oh, man, Valverde would have been dropped there. Yeah. And so Movistar takes the win, and the initial punishment is like a three-minute relegation for Rojas. Yeah, and then who was the guy think, at the back doing the pushing. Yeah, and then like yep. two guys I, two guys got a two-minute relegation, yeah, and that was it. Pushed. 
And then they they retro the UCI was like, no, you can't do that. You got to like even hand it across the board. And then everyone I think got a one minute, yeah, um, yeah. violation. And TJ goes into the white jer- the leader's jersey <laughs> after this. Convenient, so, very, very convenient. convenient. Hey man, and marginal gains. You got to take what so, you can get. So TJ That's goes true. into the race lead. The next day, um, you know, it's just like a what is it? Like a basic. Uh, um, kind of uphill finish alejandro valverde throws down beats american dan martin and adam <laughs> yates kind of comes across tj van garderen finishes three seconds behind valverde and you're like yeah. all right tj you may have poked the beast you may have poked the old yeah, man maybe. that already has 101 world tour victories and now you just Dude. gave him 102 and you're like and then all he right. gave him 103 it is what it is <laughs> and then the next stage He's a sprint stage. Buhani takes the win. Everyone kind of comes together, but this is when the drama gets really good. This is when J.J. Rojas, <laughs> obviously watching the race after, or someone hits him up like, hey, J.J., did you see this? And it's a video of T.J. Van Garderen in the leader's jersey riding along, helicopter shot down. And what does T.J. Van Garderen do, Spencer? Ah, he sits up and removes his helmet for a moment to uh, take off his hat or something. I don't know. Wait, does he remove his helmet? Pretty sure. He does. I'm pretty sure that's a violation of U.S. Cycling Federation Rule 2-3-4, whatever. Very, very yeah. horrible, horrible situation. T.J. McGregor cheats, but, takes but, his helmet but, off mid-race. Inconsequential. But Tim, but, Tim, it was only for a second. I know, exactly. <laughs> and uh, so J.J. Rojas totally just uh, tro- Pro level trolling here. One yeah, of my that's... favorite trolls I think I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I don't think we've seen professional cycling trolling within the peloton to that level before. Like, I oh, I couldn't hilarious. favorite the tweet enough. I logged into like <laughs> six different accounts to favorite it. That's how much. I well, uh, so well done. And then if you even like read the comments on Rojas, people are going after him like, "Oh, grow up, show some class," and I'm like, "No." Like, more playground antics here, guys. This is exactly what we need to make this cycling is, great. Yeah, this again. is what's so, going to get us on that NBC live uh, footage. And, yes. Know? Says so, the guy who's going to WrestleMania next week. That's right. And uh, it's real to me. And so Rojas goes after. And then it's another couple more stages. Oh, and then we have, what is this? Yet another stage, a mountaintop finish. And mm. who, who comes to take the jersey? By decimating the field, beating Contador and Froome by 13 seconds. Oh, it's Alejandro Valverde for now his second win in the uh, um, the, the race. And oh, where did TJ finish? Oh, let me keep scrolling here. Ooh, oh, there he is. He had some bad A minute legs. 53 seconds down. So now TJ Van Garderen, who stole the jersey, <laughs> is now out of the jersey. And Valverde uh-huh. is back in the jersey with two stage wins. And then you're like, oh, man. You know what? Ease up on him. Please hammer. Don't hurt him. Yeah. And then you get to stage seven. And what happens again the final day in Barcelona? Valverde takes the win again. Can't stop. He's, he's probably the most hated man in Twitter, like cycling Twitter sphere. Like people just really get angry when Valverde wins. But how can you not look at this performance of three stage wins, yeah. a stolen jersey, a reclaiming of the jersey? This is amazing, guys. Does this, to you guys, make him the favorite? So, I mean, we're still two weeks out from the Ardennes. 
from Amstel, oh, yeah. Fletch, Liege, and you know we've still got some good combo classics to pay attention to. But turning our attention far into the future, does this make Valverde just? I mean, number one favorite by far. I have to think he's flying. Fan I mean, other guys are fast too, but he is. Favorite. I think he's got to be number one. I think he's going to win all three this year. Ooh. He's gonna pull. A, he's gonna pull a Revelin or a Gilbert. He's about the age of Revelin well, when Revelin not, did it, right? Yeah. Let's hope he doesn't pull a Revelin. Let's. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's not gonna pull that Revelin. He's gonna pull a different Revelin. There's a lot of different. Yeah. There's a lot of Revelins. Is this a, like a Gerald Steiner yeah. Revelin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, let's just pull a Gilbert. Let's stick with the Gilbert. Uh, yeah. There you go. That's a safer so, way of saying it. I would anyway, say I think he's the flying. favorite. He's what do you think, it. Spencer? Favorite. Uh, yeah, obviously, uh, Valverde is, he's one of my favorite riders to watch race because, because of exactly this when like, you know, he can do it, but he seems sort of almost lackadaisical sometimes. Like he's not totally paying attention. Like he's, he's like, I'm 37 years old. I've been racing this forever. Like whatever. But when something, when a bee gets under his bonnet, holy shit, like he (laughs) he goes right back into like murder mode like from the old days and just can tear legs off it's great did this backfire on tj or what like oh yes i mean (laughs) yeah no what i think one thing we're not talking about we haven't talked about yet is that again movistar and trek a la with contador teamed up on one of the stages and totally ambushed chris Froome and all of team sky and knocked him out of the gc well this is good and that it's beautiful. It That's, is. I, I feel like we've been treated to some amazing racing as of late. And again, Contador ends up second in the GC, which is kind of a shame. I want him to win something with the way he is just every race. He's going out there and engineering some ridiculous drama. Is yeah. this his public? Is this his like confirmed last season? Contador's? I think he's kind of been, you know, yes, but. I mean, so was last year, right? Yeah. Okay. I, I feel like um, he's never going to hit him and Valverde. I think are, he's like, every time he sees Valverde win, he's like, I can't stop. This yeah. Guy. It's, it's, it's always your last season unless you keep winning. And then it's like, well, maybe it's not. And they're both really good. So they can't. Yeah. But this, so this, is, this collusion is exciting to me because this is what the Grand Tours have needed for years and years and years and years. And they just can't get it together to do it. And yeah. if they want well, to beat Sky, toy. they're. They're, they need this practice. They need to know that they can trust each other. This well, is I good. Part of the problem is that in the Giro, sometimes you get the Italians kind of ganging up. You notice maybe a few Italians giving Nibali sure. a pull when you – why are they pulling? And in the Volta, ah, suddenly Contador and Valverde are best of buds when it, it's advantageous. <laughs> but the problem is you don't have enough – France has been hasn't had a – Jeez, hasn't had anyone win for so long that yeah. there's no way Bardo and Pino and Pierre Roland, I'm putting them in there. I, I, I don't know why. Baby. Yeah. I still believe. I'm just saying there's no way they they would ever collude together because they're it's been too long and they they can't, you know? No, they, and then once it gets rivals. tough, they're just going to surrender anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Well, well, yeah, well once, once how, they how all... How many gears does a French tank have? Yeah. How many? It's reversed. It won. It's just reversed. <laughs> oh, that was a, a great joke. grandfather <laughs> joke right there. That, that's not even I, a dad I, joke. I, that's, like a, that's like a joke uh, of the oldest time. But yes. Brutal. So, all right, guys. So TJ's stock goes down. Um, I... We don't need to. We'll keep going back to this later. It's penny not stock to be, at this point. Come but, on. I mean, this 
it made me mad to be an American <laughs> cycling fan. But anyways, that just the way that he handled that, it was very disappointing. So that being said, Contador looked pretty good here. That's two straight um, stage races that he's done, uh, Paris-Nice, uh, before this, where it looks like he belongs up in that lead group. You've got Chris Froome, who had the attacks. The other person that did spe- uh, sneak out to me, um, Adam Yates, in that... Um, the penultimate stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is this the uh, the year that Yates is uh, going to be taking over full uh, full throttle of the Eureka uh, train going into uh, the tour? Do you guys know? Is he the team leader, or are they going I, to? Um... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what their what their or Chavez Yates yeah. plan is this year. I don't know who's going to what. So it's it's got to be Chavez at the tour, right? I think I feel like they've been holding back the Yateses from going to the tour, and they probably still can. You know. Okay. Yeah, I mean, either way, as much as it, you know, I, I always, you know, talk crap about the uh, English speakers. He's an exciting rider. He's willing to. He's willing to put it out there. He's willing to attack. Um, mm-hmm. It was Orica's kind of Orica's kind of sneaking into being a team. I like root for. Yes, I think I mean, that that's I mean, that's fair. That they, they are kind of they so are pretty exciting. Can, if we can switch to to the fields of Flanders now. On um, last Wednesday, we had Dwarves, and I don't even remember who won anymore. It doesn't even matter. All that matters is, I believe, in ninth place, Mitch Daka. Oh, that's a big finish. Do, do, do. Anyway, my favorite podcaster, Mitch Docker, got a top 10 at a semi classic. Uh, at Dwarves. Dwarves, <laughs> whatever, Dwarves, blah, blah, blah. Last Wednesday, I was so excited. Um, I didn't get to watch the race because I was at work but i'm so excited for mitch docker and i can't wait for the podcast about it i'm so pumped go listen to his podcast have you, so, have you seen the new episode little guy with the Kittle? i haven't no i haven't i haven't, I, haven't. Oh, okay. I gotta do it man yeah. i got i gotta work tomorrow so i'll I'll, down, I'll get a bunch <laughs> of new podcasts so i can just listen to them as i ride around yeah. so before oh, we excited. get to the flanders fields let's let's lead it up to friday's race um the okay, record okay. bank e3 harold becky so we already did that boom Yep, Dwarves done. done. E3. Um, E3, <laughs> we're going. GVA takes the win. Philippe Gilbert in second. And then Oliver Nassine of uh, AG2R. It's probably Olivier, maybe. I don't know. He's French. So, uh, or he's know. Belgian, <laughs> sorry. Uh, AG2R in third. Did you guys yeah. have a chance to watch this? Um, I did get to watch the final 5K. I didn't because it's on Friday now, and I want them to go back to when it's on Saturday. And. Ghent is on Sunday, and I know that's not good for the riders, and I know it splits them up. But man, I got to work Fridays. Come on. And Spencer, you did not watch it, I'm assuming. No, no. So, it work. All right, this whole race at the end, it was just the three coming into the the, the finish. Yeah. Uh, GVA takes the sprint, and you know the commentators on uh, uh, Eurosport. Everyone was just talking. Why isn't the AG2R guy attacking at this point? Because yeah, they knew cramps. GVA was the sprinter, and then you got Gilbert. And they're like, he must be happy, but no matter what, he's going to get a third. And that sprint actually came like a crawl. I mean, it was almost a match sprint. So uh, um, Nason uh, ended up taking the, you know, the opening up the sprint with 200 meters to go and then was overtaken by GVA and Gilbert. But uh, GVA with the bike throw for the win. That leads into the the big race, which, of course, is the Ghent-Veligum in Flanders Fields, the final tune-up before... uh, the Tour of Flanders, and there's a men's and women's race, and you got GVA taking the win today. Yeah, but only, I think, because Terpstra 
did a lot of negative writing to keep Sagan from maybe not only I, that's selling GVA short because he's crushing it right now. But I, I think Quickstep basically is willing to throw every race away against Sagan or win, and, you know. If and what you're talking about is GVA and Kukaleri were. Uh, they um, got away basically because Terpstra kind of like let the gap open. And then Sagan, Sagan didn't close it. Well, Sagan tried to close it, but he just he just been at the front. Yeah. I'm just saying, Terpstra, riding a little negative. Not to take anything away from GVA, because GVA is on fire right now. And he is one of the few guys that seems to have Sagan's number. Mm. And then, I mean, can we, I just want to point out that uh, Boonen and uh, Degenkolb yeah. were right up there, too. So th- that's setting them up pretty nicely for Tour de Flanders. Boonen with a strong sixth-place finish, so it's not like he's sacrificing everything. I mean, he was basically there just six seconds back on GVA. He did lose the sprint to Sagan and Terpstra, but, um, you know, he was in that group finish yeah. so he was there now you guys excited? matthews in eighth place oh god so why did you do that i was about to say something positive and then you made me get all <laughs> negative i was gonna say are you guys excited about i mean on dwar in dwarves and in the e3 we had uh gilbert back mm-hmm. riding the cobbles mm-hmm. he's looking good in that on national Arden. champion kit yeah looking good National Champions kit attacking from super far out all the time. Yeah, he didn't get the wins, but he got two second places. I'm just excited to see him racing these classics again and really like being a. He's. I mean, he's been there the last few years, but he just hasn't. He hasn't seemed to have the fire. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Spencer, before we came on the air, um, before you had to start taking notes on what to edit, uh, you did. <laughs> You did notice the who finished in fourteenth place, uh, kind of a little shock. So I think that that deserves a little shout out. Yeah, uh, there was um, there was a Sagan in in fourteenth place as well as well as on the podium. So that was a that's ex- an exciting finish for both Sagans, I I would say. Yeah, Jurich in fourteenth place. I that that has to be a really good finish for him. I'm actually really yeah. stoked because I'm sure he has a, a tremendous amount of like pressure on him. Because people are like, oh, you're just on the team because you're Peter's brother kind of thing, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And and who, who's the other guy that's on the team that's um, also uh, from... Uh, uh, Bonchar, Michael yeah. Bonchar or whatever. So he's, he's so, I mean, he's a solid worker, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, you just got to sit there and you, you just got to be like, oh, man, that's so good for Jurich to, uh, to get there. And then to actually have a top... 16 results so uh that good is his work best for, result uh, of the year yeah that is his best result of the that might be his best result that's no, not his best result it's probably his best finish like i don't even think he's like finished races well he's like, he's so won often. he's won the, he drops out he's won the national championships so yeah no that is so it's, I'm i mean on pro cycling i mean quote stats, unquote one but yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> thank you spencer yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah, it's yeah. like but you he know, had to I, get there. You know? I always let my little brother uh, win at basketball sometimes, too. You know what I mean? So I, I'm on our research wing of the podcast, the official research wing of mm-hmm. the Slow Ride Podcast, which is ProCyclingStats.com. Uh, a crack team of researchers over there doing all our work for us. That is his best result. That's not any U23 race or um, or a national championship or his brother. And I'm and I'm and I'm and I'm discounting the Tour de Langkai and eighty and when he got sixth place in the Giro de Ventio or something, 
I don't even know what those are. He got he got some good results when he was U23. He's 11th in the world championships and stuff like that. But that is his best. I'm going to say that's straight up his best pro. His All right. Best pro result. Well, so good for that's, him. That's good. That's pretty sweet. I mean, he's stepping out of his brother's shadow. I like it. And then on the uh, – I, I do want to give a, a shout-out to the women's side of racing. I wasn't able to watch um, any of it. Like I said, I was out grounding gravel, but I did uh, read up on the race report. Mm-hmm. The women's side of Gent Velgum, uh, Corinne Riviera in third place. Um, another strong performance for uh, the American for Team Sunweb. You had Jolien Dehor in uh, Wiggle High Five in second. But then the win in the bike throw is Lada Lapozzo of the Cervella Bigla team. And why I feel, Cervello Bigla, why I feel that's an important uh, win to point out is that last year she had several third places, top tens, and she was always just off the podium. But you could tell that there was, uh, that she was about to, to break through. And now she's had, she won Dwarves, and then she won Gent Valgum in the same week. Pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so last year she got a third at, uh, you know, a couple, couple of third places overall but nothing uh super uh super huge i mean she got third at the world championships but you know nothing like that really well she didn't have a big win i guess is okay, what i'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. Okay. and so now she's on the uh she's on the the top step so two big wins in the classics uh season for her um nice. very exciting what has happened to the um the bowls domans team like it seems that are they even racing this year because of they how were good the they were powerhouse last year, last year. Yeah. yeah it's like what's well, happened? They had some riders leave, you know. I mean, that's what happens when you have a lot of success. You you get riders leaving, going to more money. All right. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They're all their what are the bulls? Like a forklift company? I'm assuming it sounds like a forklift <laughs> company. I'm assuming all their forklifts have broke down. It just they, it just uh, seems weird that you have like a team like the New York Yankees could be the best team in baseball. Then the next year they would still be pretty good you know they may not beat the red Sox, but they're still like a force they're just not even around to the level that i mean i'm sorry i'm not watching all the races but they're not at the the level that they were last year at this time it's kind of shocking maybe they have uh maybe they have other i don't know targets on the on the calendar some other priorities yeah, yeah i guess that's uh-huh. give, them, give them a break all right they're coming through well cool well, I, I, we pretty much just slayed all of uh, spring seasons. So let's get right into the prime lap. Well, okay. I was going to say one more thing, but okay. What do you got? What do you got? What do you got, little guy? Yeah. Well, I was going to say we're Delay gonna, that prime lap. We've got uh, Tour Flanders next week. We've, there's some racing before that, but it, none of it really matters. Tour Flanders coming up. Mm-hmm. It's a monument. That means mm-hmm. we're doing a 16th place. Does mm-hmm. it not? It yes, does. Yes, we are doing a 16th okay. place. So 16th place, Tour Flanders. Who do you guys have? Uh, Spencer, well, start us off. Come on. Oh crap! We'll get right, to that. We'll get right that after, after the, the bell. Right after the preem. <laughs> what can you do if they ring the bell? You got to sprint. Hey, this is Zach McDonald, DJ of the one and only Louisville Phone Party, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. This preem lap is. Brought to you, as always, by Health IQ. Um, Health IQ is a longtime sponsor of the show and of the network in general, and we super yeah. appreciate that. 
Um, what they are is a life insurance uh, provider. You can go to healthiq.com slash slow ride um, to learn more. You take a quiz, see if you're an elite cyclist, uh, see what you, you know, they test your knowledge. They're making sure you're not just like, oh, yeah, I totally ride a bike. Give me cheap insurance. No, they test you. And uh, if if you score elite on their test, which I did, so I think you probably can. Oh, whoa, okay. Um, that's right off the bat. You're you're qualified to save a bunch of money on your life insurance, and uh, I would encourage you to go check it out and see all the different ways that they can save you money. Sounds good. I like it. I like saving money. Yeah, it is. It's pretty good. Um. They take into account a lot of stuff that uh, other providers don't. Um, you've heard us talk about it before, but, you know, it really makes a lot of sense. You know, like there's a lot of uh, a lot of weird stuff that cyclists do that, mm, you know, doesn't always seem great. Like when you when you wake up in the morning and you're almost dead because your heart rate is so slow, like <laughs> that's that's like, you know, your peak physical condition as far as cycling is concerned. But mm, doesn't look great to a lot of healthcare providers. So, you know, yeah. your life insurance is not not good rates. They know they know what's up, so they take that in consideration, uh, and have a lot you, of other stuff. Have you guys had that when you're at the doctor and they and they they take your heart rate and then they look back at you like, uh oh? Because <laughs> I've had that, and it hasn't even been that low. I've been like, come on, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be happy until it's way lower than that. This is like. <laughs> Are you, I'm like, come on, that's a cat three heart rate. That's pathetic. Yeah. I'm like, I'm all disappointed because I'm sick and it's super high and they look at me like I'm going to die. And I'm like, my God, people. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Exactly that. So yeah. I'll, uh, I'll hit you with their, with their brand statement um, just to close this one out. But they're, they're a great company. They've been doing a lot of good stuff, so check it out. But uh, Health IQ promotes a health-conscious lifestyle through financial rewards. Historically, the health-conscious have overpaid and subsidized those who are not as health conscious and by uh, celebrating those who are rather than harassing uh, those who are not we hope to inspire health literacy in the world that's pretty good sounds you know? good so check it out healthiq.com slash slow ride and the episode this week is also brought to us by michelin bicycle usa you know, put your miles on your tires and don't worry about flats with the all-new Michelin Power Endurance tires. And here's the big thing is that next week we will be announcing the winner of our Wide Angle Podium Michelin Bicycle Tire Instagram contest where we already have over 40, 40 entries. You can go ahead and add, add yours. You, all you have to do is just hashtag WAP Power Contest and tag Michelin Bicycle in the picture of you out riding your bike and you can win Michelin power endurance tires, 700 by 25s. Once again, just go to Instagram, tag Michelin bicycle and use the hashtag WAP power contest. Saw some pretty good photos up there. What's important about these tires is that they offer low rolling resistance. They have excellent grip in the corners and they're great for both training and racing miles. So since we're not racing, they're perfect for us because training they're miles. the training tires. Yeah. Just yeah, getting the miles. miles. Yeah. So, um, we're all we all got A events later in the year, and so we're just that's right. rolling on those Michelins, keep getting the miles on, man. And Babendium would love to select your Instagram photo by going to W A or hashtag WAP Power Contest and tagging Michelin Bicycle. 
and uh, you can enter to win tires. So thanks again to our partners at Michelin Bicycle. You know, this might be copyright infringement, but when I'm rich, which I'm going to be someday, I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen, I'm going to get my butler to dress up like Babendium all the time. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. With the I'm going to be about to leave. Yeah, it's totally. And he's so as I'm leaving, but I'm going to uh, on my bike ride, Babendium, I'll turn around. Babendium will be standing there with like a silver platter with my gloves on it, my helmet. And I'm like, oh, thank you, Babendium. No problem, sir. That'd be great. Wait, so does Babendium talk? Does he just yeah, yeah, he talks. Not knowingly. Like, and that's uh, what she's, I don't you know if Babendium talks. And if he did talk, uh, I don't well, know if he'd be like, hey, have a great ride, sir. I think I think it would be a little bit maybe higher. Just like, you think hey, so? sir, ready for oh, a bike he'd ride? Be like, he'd be like air letting out. <laughs> he'd have to pump yeah. himself up periodically <laughs> through yeah. the covers. Hold on, sir. I have to, I'm almost out of air. I have to. Yeah, he can't talk too um, much. <laughs> Well, do you think that, the Bendium has a Presto valve or a Schrader valve? Uh, let me see. Is a Presto valve? I would hope he is a Presto valve. Yeah. That is well, he, he might. He doesn't seem like he talks, but it would be really annoying if my butler dressed up like the Bendium didn't talk. Um, it'd make it a little harder to, you know, run the household with and, and c- communicate. I don't speak sign language. Ah, uh, well, so. good old Bendium. <laughs> and we'd also like to thank. Wide Angle Podium Network supporters like you, 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 and you, all types of people that are going to WideAnglePodium.com and clicking on support. You can pick your level of support. We have lots of uh, um, opportunities, lots of great uh, gifts and uh, uh, rewards for supporting us. We'd like to thank Mm -hmm. those that are there. I also want to say shout out to all of the great shows that we have on the network, but I would once again like to bring attention to... We Got to Hang Out, which is a great new podcast from the Pacific Northwest. We've had people that have now tweeted us saying they're going to become members of the Wide Angle Podium because now we've hit the Oprah market. (laughs) And uh, that was pretty cool. So once again, We Got to Hang Out. Check it out. Um, It's great to have new voices on the podcast. Their episode with Katie Compton is absolutely fantastic. And you also have the Dirtfield recordings, which is from the road of professional cycling here in the United States, I can't think of an all-access show that covers more about domestic racing in the U.S. than the Dirtfield Recordings because it's actually a team owner yep. that's doing the work. So definitely a good listen on the um, on both of those podcasts. Those are the, that's where I wanted to bring the special attention yeah. um, this week. Team owner and current racer, and everything. So you get like all the inside scoop on how. How does a pro get a contract? You know, what is that what is that process like? Do they actually get emails with like goofy race resumes that they laugh at and throw in the trash? Yes, they do. And oh, you could learn yes. yeah, you can learn all this stuff and hear all these stories on the dirt field recordings. It's pretty great, I gotta say. Um so that one's definitely one to check out. We got to hang out, definitely check that one out as well. Uh, a lot of other great shows, Crosshairs Radio. I know they've got a new one coming up uh tomorrow from when we're recording right now so that that should be good um cool. there's always good stuff so you know head on over to wideanglepodium.com poke around if you like this show i guarantee you will find some other shows that you like and uh you know if you can think about supporting the network it would help us out a lot this is right this is right 
This is Ryan Woodall, Florida's first cyclocross national champion. You're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. All right, and little guy, before we get to your 16th place competition, now that Fine. we're back. This is the little guy 16th place. Yeah. Landers you know, we're, we're going to wait a little bit. We're going to build the momentum yeah. because, as always, when we come back from the Prem Lap, we yep. like to pat ourselves on the back. We got another five-star review on iTunes. You can leave one. <laughs> you can, we'll read whatever. So leave the review. Go to iTunes. Look up the Slow Ride Podcast. Give us a review. This one comes from Osborne Peter 21 who says, Six stars to the guys who keep my sanity on my commute home from Revere, Massachusetts to East Providence, Rhode Island. Oh, Spencer can brutal. vouch for how bad that commute is. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, you need to come up with a better name for Little Guy's Corner. For the hmm. client corner? What? No, for I, Little It just guy's says for corner. Little Guy's Corner. Corner. I think it's for the quiz corner. Maybe for Chris Horner quiz corner. corner. All the corners yeah. are pretty bad. I got I little guy. Is, little guy does have a lot of corners. They're not really well thought out. Well, no. They seem They're like maybe they well get thought out. They seem like maybe they get tossed together at the very last second. Like as we're talking about it, maybe you guys. Now I have, the title you, of this review you, was called Hencappy Hangout Corner. Just gonna throw that out there. Okay. okay. Do you, That's do you guys not remember that somebody? In a corner, in a mountain bike race, when I'm on the Klein, said Klein Corner to me. Yeah, that's I, true. I, I, it, come on. It, that kind, that's beautiful. I think Klein Corner works. We might yeah. need to work on Chris Horner Quiz Corner, though. I, I mean, I guess I should have more Chris Horner-based questions for you guys, and I it's don't have true. any right now. Here's a question. What the hell is Chris Horner doing right now? Is he racing bikes anymore? Well, that's a really good question. I wonder what like, he is. Like, what's going on? I don't Not even sure. know. I can't answer yeah. that. I don't think anybody knows. I mean, somebody All knows, right. actually. So, I'd like to thank... Uh, thanks for the review, uh, Osborne Peter 21 And uh, with sorry, that... Sorry that you have let, to hang out in Revere. Yeah, sorry sorry <laughs> you have to drive from Revere to East Providence. Um, but we're happy that we could help that, uh, that, uh, that a little bit. Guys, Tour de Flanders next week. It's here. The biggest one-day race of them all, we have decided... Between mm-hmm. this and Paris Roubaix, I know we go back and forth. Yeah. What are you more excited for this year, Flanders or Roubaix? With the Tom, with the whole Tom Boonen aspect, what do you guys I'm think? More excited for Flanders with the Tom Boonen. Okay. Does no, Tom I, I Boonen, mean Roubaix. I'm out of my mind. I'm all about Roubaix with Boonen <laughs> personally, but is so here we are, guys. The uh-huh. race is here. Who is going to win? Um, and we're running a 16th place contest. Hashtag 16th place. Tell us who you think is going to get 16th place. We had a winner last week, which we'll go to get to in a second. Mm-hmm. But who's going to win? And I, I should we just pull the old Chris Vroom in the tour and just say, like, you can't pick Peter Sagan at this point? Well, well I think almost well, you can't pick GBA. Yeah. All right. That's, yeah, yeah. All right so, little nope, guy, you're all, all right. in on GBA? Okay. No, no. All right. None, none of us can pick Sagan. None of us can pick GBA. Okay, well, that half screws up who I was going to pick. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, obviously, because one of them is going to win. But let's let's get deep here. Let's let's okay. pick a no Sagan. Wait, no Peter Sagan or no Yuri Sagan? <laughs> Only Peter. Only Peter. If you want to go in on Yuri, I fully support All this right. blind, crazy faith of yours. That would be unbelievable. It would that be would, that would be incredible. If, if Peter Sagan gets in a move with his brother and then his brother clips off the front and and you know you know oh. Peter's just gonna prowl the front. Oh yeah. Just track down 
everything. You know he would be so happy oh, to yeah. let that happen. That would be that would be almost more beautiful than him winning it for a second. They time. would make a movie about that if that happened. Yeah. Absolutely. No, that would be and then he'd crush it and win the sprint for second. Oh my god. And then on the podium, the beauty oh. I don't know if they would make a movie about it. I mean maybe in like We'd have Slovakia. to find it. We'd have to Jesus. They're not gonna make yeah. a movie about anything bike related in America. Come on. Come on. Uh, There's probably a movie every week about the Sagan family well, on Maybe TV they could. If they if they made this because they did make premium rush, so you know. Yeah, but that's about bike messengers. They're super cool, right. man. So Sagan's pretty I'll, cool. I'll yeah, go first. But he's no bike messenger. Uh, I'm gonna go first here. All right, with go, the win. Who's going? With the win, T-Spanute. What? I'm just going to T-Spanute. Okay. That's all right. Good. That's hey, a good when, pick. That's a solid when, pick. When it happens, Spencer, uh-huh. when it happens, because I can't pick Peter Sagan or GVA, when that happens, when it's T-Spanute, yes. you know, you can thank me later. 16th place is going to be Edward Thunes of Trek Segafredo. He's going to blast from the past back to 16th place. All right. Edward Thunes. Those are, those are two names that I think you should pick if you're picking – Oh, potential winner and a potential 16th place, but I think maybe you've got them in the wrong order. That could be true. And what? at that point, I will say, hey, at least I had the names right. But <laughs> I'm going T-Spanute with the win. Edward Thunes, I don't know if he's fully back yet. So, Spencer, who's your winner? Um, man, that's I'm a writing these one. down so this cannot get, oh, like, yeah? you know, so I don't have to listen to it Cause I can, before. Yeah, I can edit these and, like, yeah. re-upload anytime I want. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with the Cinderella comeback story, Flanders winner, John Degenkolb. Degenkolb, okay. If I can't, go with, if I can't go with Sagan, I'm going with Degenkolb. Okay, that's solid, that's solid. And Who's your 16th, 16th place? <sighs> 16th place. God, there's so many good guys on Trek Segafredo just built for 16th place. Gregory yeah. Rast. Like, there's yeah. so Boy Von Poppel. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go with uh, somebody maybe a little more, a little more famous, a little more deserving of a mid-teens placing. Uh, Bling Matthews in 16th place. Really? You think? Right. I think he'll have some sort of issue. He won't quite make the cut. He'll be in that second group, third right, group. Little, little, little guy, who's your winner? Because you can't pick Sagan or GBA. <laughs> I was just looking to see if Peepo was riding. <laughs> um, <laughs> he is. So is so is the Boulder man. You got some Ooh. old power in this race. Um, who is my winner? This is a tough one. I really don't know. I'm gonna say Jurgen Roland. Uh, Interesting. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna win. You know, I want to go with Tony Gallopan, but he hurt. He fell down the other day. He's still on the start list, but I kind of don't think he's gonna be there. But I, I kind of with Tim. I think Lotto is going to have a good race, but I think it's going to be Jurgen uh, clips off the front. Tease is going to be prowling for him, um, and it's going to be good. Okay, I want your seventeenth no, place. My seventeenth place. place. My seventeenth <laughs> place, um, and this is a contest just for me. Uh, it's Sylvan Diller of BMC Racing. Um, he's going to be doing a lot of work for Greg Von Armont. Good choice. Gonna get. And my sixteenth place. Pipo Pizzato. That's a good one. That's a good so, one. So I went to um, one of the odd sites, you know, just to see who's the uh, kind of who's the got odds the, on favorite. Yeah, like who's got the 
the picks. So Sagan's definitely uh, number one. Yep. And then you've got um, uh, GVA. Christoph yeah. and Philippe Gilbert and Kiwakowski are third, fourth, and fifth, which is a little weird, but Sepp Van Mark is there at uh, 13 euro to one. Well, hmm. I'm going to put all my money on Kiwakowski because I don't think he's riding. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that's a good pick. Good job, odds makers. Way to really pay attention to who's riding you know, the race. I, th- I yeah. think he's a flan- uh, he's a Perubay good pick, but even <laughs> even if he was like riding Flanders, I don't think I don't think that's his race. I don't uh, know why. I, yeah, just, yeah, it's funny when they when they make odds. I'm like, just going to Unibet from now on because they're the official cycling betting yeah, service. Yeah. But um, good stuff all the way. Do you guys think Seth Van Mark has a chance? Well, he's kind of injured right now, right? He, he supposedly he fell at Strada Bianca. He's bruised his ribs. So I'd like to see it happen, man. You know, you guys know I love Cannondale. Love him. All right, I got another hot question for you guys. Who okay. will be the higher-placed American finisher at Tour okay. Flanders? Taylor Finney for the Cannondale Drapec Pro Cycling Team yep. or Tyler Farrar of Dimension Data? Well, that's that's easy. It's Finney, man. There Come you on, go. We have that. our picks in. Join oh, in on the fun. Hashtag 16th place. That's the uh, only two Americans in the race. Yeah. We can't, we, we're not even, like, shortchanging a third American. Well, then I'll, I'll go with Tyler. I think Tyler will win. All right. Among the two. <laughs> Not not like have a chance in the race or anything, but like, you know. No, I'm going to say top Brazilian, Rafael <laughs> Andriotto. Uh, good good pick. Sounds like Brazilian. a good pick. He's a safe pick there. The only Brazilian. <laughs> and, well, he has to finish for that pick to be legit. Uh, oh, crap. <laughs> um, Joe Dalton emailed us. This came in a little bit late from last week, but he did say, Hey guys, I'll be racing my first crit this weekend, and I have no idea what I should be doing. It's an early season New England race, and I'll be lining up in the Cat 5 65 plus field. And then in parentheses, he goes, I'm in the Cat 5 part. Yeah, I don't want to nice. make an ass of myself out there. What are the finer points of race etiquette I need to keep in mind? All the best. Well, and we've kind of handled this some is, of these before. If this is a news. You- England, like I, I think we shouldn't even cover it. I think Spencer should just drive there personally, and they probably have a way in the Cat Five field. Like he could go in as a coach and ride with him. Spencer, are you willing to you do this? I think this probably, is a good idea. Probably don't want my assistance, like physically well, in the race. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be physical because as a coach, you can't help out. But you could tell him when be like, you know what, this is kind of hard. Well, uh, okay. So here's what I would tell him uh, for for anyone really going into their first race as a Cat 5, um, but especially going into a Masters race, man, those guys are going to yell at you. It's, yeah, they are. <laughs> you're not going to – it doesn't matter how good you do and how perfect you do everything. Somebody's going to be like, hold your line or, or blah, 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 whatever. So just kind of hang out. Don't take too much shit, but don't uh, – you know, don't get in the I way. Think, I would say the best etiquette he could provide would be to yell out slowing, nope. um, you know, nope. breaking, nope. just really loud. Just, nope. you know, just really let everyone know. If someone's attacking, be like, attack, 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 on the left. Like, just yell out loud everything that you're doing would probably be the best 
That's what normal Cat 5s do. I, I've not been in a Masters Cat 5 field, so I don't know if they do that. And that might be more road race thing than a criterium, but... Dude, those 65-plus guys, I bet you there's some pretty strong 65-plus guys in there that are just, why am I with the Cat 5s right now? Probably, yeah, probably. Yeah. So, there, there's that. Good luck on your race. Hopefully it was not this past weekend, but uh, I'm sure you didn't look like a total... Uh, uh, no nothing out there because all you got to do in cycling which makes it easy is just follow the guy in front of you and then before you know it you actually look like somewhat you know what you're doing um we did get a uh, a good email this past week um from jennifer kratz longtime supporter of the slow ride podcast and a um, she's already entered into the uh, wide angle podium power uh-huh. contest a couple times on instagram and she comes to us from miami and she's like hey guys e3 but please, Taco, about a guy named Taco in the early break. And then oh, she was yeah. talking about Taco I Vanderhorn of Roompot Nederly's Lottery, a I guy named Taco that. Vanderhorn. Yeah, that's real. I looked it up on Pro Cycling Stats. That's crazy, right? That's um, pretty good. That's pretty good. So, why? Why do you guys think his name's Taco? Like, you think his parents were... Uh, weird hippies or what do you think could be i mean they could have named him tom boonin tom boonin i mean stranger things have happened right (laughs) yeah that's true that's true that's true matt watts hits us up on the twitter matt watts hits us up on the twitter and guys this led to another george hincapi um interaction when he favorited our tweet that we weren't that we mentioned it basically it was a picture of cadell evans and george hincapi hugging after the cape epic this past week in South Africa, and uh, Matt Watts says, hey, George Hincapi supports the bell during a race instead of constantly saying on your left, and it was a picture of George Hincapi's bike with a bell. Awesome. That's good. <laughs> um, Casey Morris last week, he hit us up, um, and he said, hey, first off, just wanted to say keep up the good work. Next, and the reason for the email, I'm writing to claim my place in history as the winner of the Milan San Remo 16th place contest. Imagine my surprise on my drive into work last night when, lo and behold, I hear my pick of Ben Swift as a 16th-ish place. So you get 17th. Good enough to take the top prize. So congrats to uh, Casey Morris for taking the win. And uh, we are going to be uh, sending out that prize to you. Um, and with that, we're going to wrap up this doozy of an episode. We're only two away from our 150th episode. Of the Slow yep. Ride podcast, we'd like I've been to blowing thank... up balloons all week, guys. We'd like to They're thank fall I... down while we podcast. <laughs> like to thank healthiq.com slash slowride for savings on health insurance. Like to thank Michelin Bicycle for their power endurance contest. Tag Michelin Bicycle on Instagram hashtag WAP Power Contest and go to the Wide Angle Podium Network to find out more on how to support the network and the other shows. Make sure you wave at every cyclist that's on the side of the road because it's always nice to say hi to other bikes, even if it's a recumbent. And BK1 of Rhyme Sayers Entertainment for the intro and outro music on the podcast each and every week. And gentlemen, I have nothing else to add, but I'm pretty sure that was the best outro we've ever done. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. SlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod.
Okay. Talk to you guys later. Have fun not editing that out, Spencer.